Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes of Nick podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, um, and I am joined by uh, Kieran Haddon, as always, the freight train. Good evening. Get involved. Uh, and also, we have a returning Chris Armani. It's been a while. Uh, we've all we've all yearned for you. Thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> Over to you. Uh, so, what, you've been all right, Armani? You, you're drinking your tea there, sorry. Oh, a lovely cup of tea. Um, I've been all right now. Uh, Right, a few wrongs that some of the other cynics have spoken about over the last few weeks and months. Prince is still dead. Don't say that, Chris. No, of no, course d- he is. Yeah, yeah, he's still dead. Okay, yeah. he's still upset about it. Oh, I'll always be upset about it, Chris. Come on, Toy still retiring. <laughs> what, what are you doing to me? What are you, what are you doing to me? Banter, banter, hurtful banter. Uh, no, but what well, uh, did you see the sign that the Lazio fans had? Um, for Totti nope. um, basically they a sign that says um, even from your enemies um, congratulate like, congrats, we're sad that you're retiring but it still started with like even from your enemies so that's quite good I mean can you imagine Rangers having a flag for you know um, Scott Brown when he retires no are you sure no is that a definite no it's a definite is no it, is there a maybe in there no I, I don't think there is uh, mag- Lazio are obviously a better caliber of fascists, you know. Yeah, they're the classy fascists, yes. aren't you? Know, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do, if you're gonna go down the fascist route, um, do it with a bit of panache. Panache, do it, take it from the Romans. Uh, Invincibles, we are the Invincibles. Um, no, we're not us. We're the ninety minute cynic. And by the way, the clues in the nickname, uh, in the actual name, cynic. Okay. Um. But Celtic themselves, that, oh, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I just people are sometimes saying, "Oh, why have you got a negative view on the podcast?" Well, we're called the Ninety Minutes Cynic, and we look at the, it's the cynical side of football, Chris. That's why you've got me on. I'm upbeat. Yeah, and Kieran, you know, we can't even afford uh, jeans without holes in them, so he's, you know, living the old. <laughs> he's got those jeans on that um, girls wear, which is fine if Kieran wants to be dressed like a girl. That's absolutely fine. I never that's, noticed that. Yeah, female population. At times, half, half, <laughs> come on, half. If Sarmani's not wearing it, it's not in fashion. It's just I'm too, a fact. I'm, I'm too stylish for you. That's just your problem. It's not really a problem. It's just, it's just more of an observation. Um, but anyway, so Celtic are invincibles. We have gone through the league campaign without a single defeat. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about the Scottish Cup final. We'll do a kind of preview of that. Um, but just Kieran, you were at the game yesterday. I was at the game. What did you? What was that? Were you at the game? Yeah. All right. So many. Was it? Sometimes you don't go. <laughs> Sometimes I don't go. Yeah, that's a lot of the time. To be fair, what are you saying that for? I don't know. I don't know why I'm being addicted. Um, <laughs> I, I do regular <laughs> season tickets. Or season ticket. I do you though. Um, this is your first. Show you. This is, this is his first game in how long? Uh, I was at the Saint George. Is your illegal uh, stream not working uh, anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Comes the trophy day and he just pops up. Oh. Glory <laughs> hunter. Firstly, I am. One sandwiches was it? I fragua. I can't even say it right. Um, no, I was at the Saint Johnston game as well. Okay, sorry, two. Yeah, two. Two is the double uh, the number of uh, games um, than the one you just said, which is which was one. Uh, so, Chris, you were at the game as well. We'll start with Kieran. Though, Kieran, what did you f- just make of the? Like the atmosphere, because it was my dad's first game in such a long time, and he was blown away by the atmosphere and everything. I think, yeah, I think the atmosphere was really good. Uh, I felt it did die a little bit because, unfortunately, Hearts didn't really 
play. They just came in and they just sat in and they had a back five and it stifled us an awful lot. And it made the first half, maybe even the first hour, really um, kind of hard. Celtic were finding it quite tough to break them down. They didn't have many, didn't create a lot of chances. Didn't have the ball, obviously, as we'd always do, try to possession and try to kind of force the, the, the opposition out. Uh, I could f- you could feel actually a few grumbling from fans, kind of like try to get them to speed the play up or make the better pass. So it kind of went down a wee bit, but obviously 67 minutes we've seen what the Green Brigade done. Um, that kind of really lifted the atmosphere and then from the rest from the rest on, once the goals went in as well, it was just a proper party atmosphere. So it was. Yeah. Uh, so Manny, what was your kind of take in the game? Uh, it was... The first half, it was difficult for us because of the way that Hearts sat in. They were there to spoil. They, they, their um, main aim probably would have been to sneak a point or some damage limitation. They really, they, they didn't threaten, they didn't really um, come forward. Just on Hearts, from where they are, where they were under Nielsen to where they are under Cathro is nothing short of pathetic, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's relegation um, form. They've only picked up, so I think they've only had one win under Cathro, mm. and uh, out of the top, I think if the season had started when Cathro took over, I know that's obviously a, you know, we're not kind of confirmed that, but like if the season had taken, it started when he took over, they would have been relegated. Mm. Like they've picked up less points than anyone else in the league, I think. The guys, I mean, okay, I think they beat Rangers four-one under Cathro at Tynecastle. So that's been one of the, the few bright spots for him. I mean, it's all very well. I mean, when he first came in and we heard some of the Scottish football dinosaurs saying this, that and the next thing about him, he's done nothing, though, to show folk that they were wrong. You know, you had Chris Boyd saying that he's a championship manager-manager. He's done nothing to prove proven them wrong. Now, I think the last time they were at Celtic Park, I seen them, and you could see the way Cathro had them set up. It was to try and play a possession game of football. But they've got f- football players who aren't comfortable passing the ball quickly. So if your squad aren't capable of doing it, you need to be far more pragmatic. To me, it, 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 they, just, they just looked like a really, really poor team. All it was for them was damage limitation. And I think if we had more intensity, I think the, the day was all about us not getting beat and you know completing the league season. If we had shown a bit more intensity and stuff like that, we could have taken more goals off them. But it, in the end, it was just a kind of routine performance from us. A couple of flashes of nice football, but... That wasn't what it was all about. It was pretty much a celebration, you know. I thought when Rodgers came on, I thought he kind of changed that the game a bit. He kind of got more <clears throat> intensity, kind of going further up the field. There was some of the interplay at times with him and Roberts, the two of them together. It was just it was really nice one touch, kind of maybe fancy flicks, but just a technique with the ball at their feet. Yeah, really showed. I didn't. I was a bit worried, but though because he kind of he almost went kind of gung ho. Rodgers, which I've not quite seen yet, because he went to a back three, put on obviously Rodic, but the two wing backs were Roberts and Sinclair. Now they were not often enough coming back. There was at one point I seen on the right hand side that boy Martin they brought on. Yeah. Twice he was going down that side where Yozo wasn't paying attention to him because I think maybe Yozo had someone in front of him. Roberts didn't even bother coming back at all. See if any of those Hearts players had at the back had to put their head up. He could have been played in twice. Yeah. For him, um, and uh, to be fair, if he got in, he would have been one on one with the keeper, and good chance of him scoring. So that looked a bit worrying. But I think at that point, Rodgers was wanting to try to get that goal. Once he was wanted to get that goal, then that also might have put them back a little bit. 
Um, Do you think if Hearts had been a little bit braver, they might have got something at that point? At that point, definitely, because both sides as well. I think Sinclair wasn't coming back down an awful lot to help to help out as well. So, yeah. and the, the the cover wasn't there for the midfielders coming across. So there was for the first time I've seen the kind of wee bit of exposure down the our kind of wings, which we don't normally have when we go to have a back three. But then we have a back three. We've usually got like Tierney and Forrest. Obviously, Tierney knows his role being a defensive left back as well as being an attacking. Forrest has got the discipline to get back and help out, whereas Roberts doesn't have that. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I was kind of making my thoughts in the game overall were that we were holding back a little bit. Um, as Chris says, though, that game yesterday, that wasn't about the actual game of football. It was more about the whole experience of going through the season unbeaten, uh, getting the kind of points on the board and then just enjoying ourselves, which we all did because it, it's unbelievable. Um, I thought that, you know, Gamboa, he looks okay. Um, he looks okay. He, he doesn't, was quite quiet yesterday. Uh, you know, I... I Overall, what would your report card be on Gamboa, Chris? He hasn't really played a huge amount of football for us. Um, does when he first came through on at the start of the season, I thought he's he, he's looked exposed defensively. There was, uh, I think, it was the Munchen Gladbach away game. Pretty sure Izzy and Gamboa played at fullback. That's right. Yeah. Before it, I was absolutely petrified, and I thought they'd done really well in that game, and that made me think, well, wait a minute here. You know, if, if the Rogers effect sort of thing. Aye, if he's if he's playing at this level um, in the Champions League against a team who, you know, kind of did a number on us at home, there, but it wasn't as much he had doing as some people made out. I didn't think, but if they've done this and and, and, and Rogers has managed to instill this in them, then he's probably got a future under us. But the jury's out on him. Would I say that he could replace Lustig? I wouldn't know. Yesterday, though. I wouldn't analyse anybody's performance on the pitch. It, it yesterday didn't matter at all to me. I didn't. I, I know what Kieran's saying about the, the channels and stuff like that, but the idea that you're going to look at yesterday and, and take anything from it, that to me, it, it, it's pointless. Yeah, um, can I understand that? I thought it was a terrific uh, two good finishes though um, from Stewart and uh, from Lee as well. The uh, for for Griffiths the ball for Tory. Oh, that was that was a lovely ball pinged right into. I think it was into Griffiths, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Griffiths. Roberts. Yeah, and he takes him round, and, and then Robert skins the guy and pops it in, and a good header. I thought that was a really Chris. Nice uh, your thoughts on PR? I've decided to call him Patrick Roberts, mm-hmm. the man, the myth, the legend. Um, his performance yesterday, as you say, you know, we can't really overly analyse the kind of personal performances because of the nature of the game and such. But some of the trickery, and obviously we can kind of look back at the Partick Thistle game, the goals from the Partick Thistle, that first goal was nothing short of insane. He's, I mean, I know I've been the biggest proponent of him in this podcast. I mean, for me, Patrick Roberts is a wonderful footballer at the age of 20. I mean, at the age of 20, there was maybe points at this season where I thought Rodgick has been more important for us. Roger got injured um, kind of in December, and I think up until then Brown had been my player of the season. But because Roger went out, it changed the shape of our midfield, and I think Brown started to do more work that went unnoticed. So, uh, in terms of influence, I think Roger had a massive influence in the team, and when we lost him, that was bad. But f- from then on, I would say that Roberts has been, along with Sinclair, obviously the main catalyst of us. I think when Patrick Roberts is on form, he's one of the most entertaining footballers I've ever seen at Celtic. 
in the last part of the season, I think there's more people kind of starting to agree with me. There's some people that thought, oh, he's, he's not consistent or whatever. One of the reasons he's not consistent is he's, he's not always been consistent, is that he's 20. But, man, you heard the crowd yesterday. Sign him up. Brendan, Brendan, sign him up. See the thought of him not being here next season? It's, it's no certain well with me. No. He, he was asked after this whole game about it, and he's, the answer I think he gave was... I'm not going to be here. He's, well, not, he's not quite interested in what, signing. What he said though was, "I don't want to speak about my." Aye, obviously didn't do that, but it was something that we said before it, which made me think. Do you know what? I, I can't answer this, but I think he's sights and elsewhere. I think we've got a chance of signing him purely because of the atmosphere around the club just now. Messi, it, sorry, Messi. Yeah. That's what the reason I'm mentioning Messi is because he's doing that Messi school yeah, thing, yeah, made by Messi's thing. They get the, the the kids obviously got ambitions on being at the very top. However, he's at he's at a club just now where the feel good atmosphere is unbelievable. He's also playing on a team with Scott Sinclair, who can very easily tell you, you know, your career can go from mm. there when he's at Swansea to down there, and maybe that he should see if he spent two or three more years with us. He would only be 23, and he could then go to a club, you know, a better player, with trophies under his belt, Champions League experience. Him staying with us wouldn't be uh, detrimental to his career, whereas if Styler was still in charge, you'd think, you've got no chance, do you know what I mean? Here's the thing, though, um, and this is kind of almost to back you up. See, when it comes to players leaving, when it comes to players leaving uh, Celtic or Scottish football... um, they don't always hit the top. Sometimes they'll go to maybe championship. Sometimes they'll go to you know teams kind of at the bottom end of the Premiership. However, if you look at Virgil Van Dijk, he went to Southampton when they were a top six team, top five team even. Um, Wanyama went to Spurs. Uh, Foster went to Southampton as well. You know, it's the idea that you if you stay at Celtic, you're never going to get a big move. It's really not true anymore. And the fact is, guys like Kieran Tierney aren't being linked with Stokes or Swansea's they're being linked with Manchester United's and Arsenal's and the key the key argument from that is if you are good enough the correct the, the, the smart scouts will look by the fact that you're playing in Sc- um, the Scottish League the Scottish League isn't the best league in the world it's hard to kind of quantify how good you are sometimes but Kieran Tierney has proved at international level and he's proved um, from a European point of view how good he actually is give that opportunity to Roberts Give him the chance to play on a, a European level, and he could end up taking over from Coutinho at Liverpool. That's just an obvious, a ridiculous example because I'm picking. You know who knows what's going to happen, but he could become that sort of level of player. I think. Let's take the other thing as well. Let's take Denier, another Man City loanee who we got in had a fantastic season up here. Um, I know he went to Galatasaray before he went to Sunderland, but he went to Sunderland. He was playing in a team which. I mean, they're a basket case of a club. I was listening on the radio there when I heard about my main man, Moise, resigning. Um, my main man. My main man. Moise is the first manager in six years to complete a season at Sunderland. Right, so... That's insane. Right, I mean, that the club... That 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 is a, a really poorly run club. Now, you've got a guy like Denier coming up here. Nah, I don't want to sign on for another year. If it was an option or not, I don't know. But he went elsewhere. But see if you go to the wrong club... You know, if you go to a club, it might be a Premier League club, but if you go to the wrong club, it can really stifle your development. Sinclair went to Aston Villa, a team that were on the down as well. A lot of his uh, football would have been played uh, on the back foot. 
Now, Roberts is a player who on the front foot is absolutely wonderful, but say he goes to a, a, somebody like Sunderland or you know, another, a club that are generally going to be um, uh, relegation, re- relegation fodder. fodder, he's not got enough pace to be the guy who you spring on the break, which a lot of these teams you know, that will hit you in the break will be able to kind of play that way. So he's, he's not going to be as effective for a team like that that way. I think you'd find if he went to a club like that, he'd be paying back, you know, in his own half, and he wouldn't develop as much as he would at a team like us, where if he's on the front foot, you know, he's going to be able to display the skill that he's got. Yeah. So he has to think very carefully what his next move is. If it's to a club that uh, is a, a, an attacking-minded club, got a chance of doing something in the Premier League, fine, I wouldn't hold that against him. I wouldn't either. But if he goes to somebody who's going to be down the bottom end of the league... He'd be daft. I think. I honestly think it would be really detrimental in his career. The same goes for manager here. If you've got the right manager, if you look at Roberts under Dyla and Roberts under um, Rogers, that's important too. Yeah, absolutely. You see, it was Sinclair. He was under uh, Rogers at Swansea. <clears throat> was playing some of his greatest football. He went to City after Swansea, didn't he? Yeah. So obviously that got me his move. <clears throat> didn't work. Yeah, went to Aston Villa, and now he's coming to Celtic under Rogers again. Yeah, and that's so he's showing Rogers can get the best out of the players. Yeah, what do you, what do you, um, what, what would your report card be on on Roberts? Because we know how big a fan I am, and obviously Chris is. What would your report card I've, be? Within the last couple of months, I've kind of grown to like him a lot more. Um, I feel he's he's been playing some wonderful football. Um, that's. Possibly within the last couple of weeks as well, he's kind of decision making has got a slightly better. He's not keeping the ball as much, as long as much. He's kind of releasing passes earlier, yeah. without going too further and losing possession. Um, I mean, he's, I mean, he was ripping that left back something rotten yesterday, and then Thistle game. I mean, God, everyone's fire. That was a wonderful game to watch. So it was. It, it really, it really was. Uh, what was your highlight from the Thistle game? What what part of the Thistle game would you have said was like that's that's it for me? In terms of Patrick Roberts, was it the first goal or the second goal? Oh, the first goal. He's even said that himself. That was his best goal of the season. Yeah, um, yeah. and he scored a lot of good ones. Chris, yeah. what about you? What would your kind of highlight from the, the this game be? It was that strike. I mean, um, he said it himself. He's normally the second one was typical Roberts where he curls it, but he really got a hold of that one and, and, and drove it into the net. Um, yeah, that, that that was a, that was a really enjoyable game. The Thistle game, um, fun to watch. If you know, what I mean, yesterday was a bit more of a slog, but. When we click like that, um, you know, it's just, it was just a joy to watch. You know? And when Aberdeen click, well, we'll get to them. We'll get to those guys. Um, this obviously we are now the from a league point of view the the, the Invincibles. Uh, we went through the league campaign without a defeat. Any highlights? I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of the, there's been a ridiculous amount of highlights. But is there anything that kind of sticks out for you? For me personally, it was probably the Motherwell game. When we went, you know, we continually went behind, but it was the first time I thought to myself, we've got something really special here, because we just wouldn't lose. The winning mentality that Rodgers had just ingrained into the players, um, and that there was so much skill and graft um, in that. And, you know, as well, the Motherwell goals were actually pretty good. That Lewis Moult scored a terrific sort of... Um, look. Two of them were carbon copy of each other, actually. Lewis Moult got both of them, I think. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And it was a similar, it was a ball... Diagonal ball in between the, the two centre halves. Yeah, um, and he caught, he caught him in the volley, didn't he? He, he, he caught the first one in the volley certainly, and he just kind of lobbed it over, over Gordon, which was absolutely terrific. That's what I mean. The, the actual standard of the game as well. 
was great. But the fact that we came back, um, the fact that Stuart was so instrumental, um, he looked terrific that day. He really did. And um, what about you? Any highlights for for yourself? Or what highlights stick out? Or a player goal? Must be Paddy Roberts hat trick. No, no, no. Paddy's obviously been really good. Um, I'm going to say Scott Brown's form at the start of the season. I've mentioned this over the course of the season. I tweeted, "He's the biggest problem that Celtic have got." Very happy here to sit and say I was completely wrong. Sinclair, Sinclair that one player of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. Excuse me, as I said, I think when Rogic went out of the team at the end of December, it changed the shape and it was less obvious what Brown was doing, but I still think the effect he had in the side was absolutely unbelievable. I don't think you could underestimate the importance of him this season. Just seeing him be, you know... That Gallus, that's the word you'd use. Yeah. An absolute swagger about him. A total winner from that first game against the the Bear Shava game. Probably still probably my favourite Scott Brown performance, the home game. I know he got a fifth goal, but he absolutely bossed that midfield. The whole Barton debacle, it's hard, it's hard to think back that this is the same season, you know what I mean? When they signed Barton and brought him on, but you know, it was epitomised by that bounce up where he was like Barton had done all the uh, all the, the speaking, and then Brown just spoke in the pitch. From what he was last season in that semi final to what he's done this season, absolutely magnificent. Night and day. Uh, I agree with you. I, I think the Bershava game was probably the best overall performance from Scott Brown, possibly ever. Um, consi- considering how well he played in the Champions League, you know his his past success rate in the Champions League was something was in the high ni- in the mid nineties. I think it was ninety four or ninety five percent, which is ridiculous from a player playing at a club where we're always kind of going to be on the back foot. Um, tremendous. Bershava probably aren't quite a Champions League level, but they're a good Europa League level. We saw what they did. We saw they they got some good wins after they went in the Europa League after playing us. So it wasn't like. He was bossing a team of diddies, you know, that they, they weren't a bad side. Um so to do what he did after last season that game it was I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Kieran Haddon, um uh, cynic in the corner, uh what about yourself? What kind of stands out for you? Uh, and I know t- that's a lot, it's a, it's a hard question. I know there is two I mean the two main ones I think was uh, the first game at Parkhead against that team formerly known as Rangers. Oh you got it right this see this uh, week, yeah, good, good stuff. Sure. Like you said, there was a whole big build-up about Joey Barton and how he's going to just show Scott Brown what it's all about and how it's done. Scott Brown just put him back in the shell, shut him up. We obviously declared him 5-1. That's, that's, I can't remember. I've never really been... A, the highest scoring one was the previous. That was a 3-0, like the last season before they disappeared. Yeah. Um, and just thoroughly enjoyed because obviously you just want you just want to put them back in their place because they had given all this talk over the summer. Oh, we're back now. We're going to win the league. Blah blah blah. And it's just like, aye, okay, um, that or the St Johnston goal just oh. showed you just how good we were between what was it thirty passes. Everybody touched. Everybody the ball. touched it. Lustig's doing a Rabona. Oh, hello, McGregor's on a back heel. Dembele's on a double peggy. Double peggy to score. Double peggy. It was a phenomenal Thing team goal as well. Yeah. So it's just all every player would like to have their own individual goal that's goal of the season. But that was, I know it's all Wally to Dembele because he actually put the ball in the net. But it was a team goal, um, and it just shows you how. 
how far the team had come and how good the football has been at times when we've watched it. Aye. Are you shocked, Chris, how how far we've came in such a small space of time? It was actually funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about that um, f- from where we were and, and at the start of the season. Yeah, I, I'm happy to admit I didn't realise how good a manager Brendan Rodgers was because when he finished second with Liverpool, you know, there was a lot of people saying oh, that he had Suarez and stuff and whatever. And the thing that I noticed about Liverpool that season was it was always very high scoring for them, but defensively they looked quite slack, um, which has been a part of us at times this season as well. I do think that that's maybe a weak link in some of Rodgers' teams, but I didn't realise the effect he has on his team, the effect he had on uh, you know individuals. I, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted, actually, at just where some of these players have came from to where they are just now. I mean, I don't think it's people appreciate that as much. We're, we're caught up in how good we are and, and, and things, but it, it's just unbelievable the way he's managed to get players absolutely desperate to play for him. Martin O'Neill was really good at that as well. Aye, aye. You know, there's, there's there's certain managers that make you want to kind of... You'd walk, walk through a wall for them. Le- Lennon is like that as well to an extent. He is, but what differs from him from Lennon, and I would say Martin O'Neill as well, is he does it whilst it's... You know, on the pitch, it's it's fantastic to watch as well. I mean, the Neil's team could play good football because a lot of them are good players. But as time went on and and, and they got on, it became more workmanlike. Lennon's some of his stuff was really workmanlike, so it was difficult to watch. But under Rodgers, more often than not, it's really good. It's it's, it's really good to watch. Yeah, um, that's the thing. But what? Listen, this is what I would genuinely suggest: um, sack Rodgers, bring in Moyes for the just for the Champions League qualifiers. You'll get us through here, number right? Appear so. Aye. Safe pair of hands. Safe pair of hands. Unless it's Sunderland, but aye. <laughs> Unless it's Sunderland. Uh, just with that sort of, um, you know, being the Invincibles, did you think it would happen? Because like, this is what they keep asking the players. They keep asking the players, did you think it would happen? Did Have you th- see, I've seen the one where it's getting pulled out, the all the Tory, the Tory sound bites from the yeah. beginning of the season, about how, and all the comments about him getting laughed off about the being the Invincible. Aye. And then obviously now you're getting brought back up because, well, he's just went and done it. Yeah. W- when did you think, when did you start thinking to yourself, oh, crikey, this could be, and I did use the phrase, oh, crikey there. Crikey. Um, I don't know. I think as the kind of, into the new year, I think as you started going through January and February and it wasn't really happening, especially when it was all the wins. I mean, we, I think, was it March we had the number of draws? I think it was up to the beginning of March we were still one, we'd only dropped two points. Yeah. At that point, you were seeing, nah, this is, at that point there, it was getting that, and then as it kept going, I was more excited for it. I was always one one was wanting to concentrate. I know you guys were like, oh, because Invincible doesn't really matter, as long as we're in the league, we're in the treble. But I thought as well, as well, do you know what? Why not have it? We're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. No, that, that's the thing, though. Like, um, I think part of me personally was like, I kind of didn't want to jinx it. Because the closer you got to it, the more genuinely heartbreaking it would be if you didn't do it. Um, but uh, Craig Gordon raised the, raised the fact that we, the, during the Christmas period, I think we had something like nine games over the space of three weeks, three weeks or something. December, I think. And he said at that point, that's when he started thinking maybe we could go. Because we only dropped, we only drew. Eight wins and one kind of draw. Um, and we were we were not eking out results. However, we were only winning one 0 for quite a number of games at Parkhead. But then right. that was down to the fact of the teams were 
coming and just properly sitting in. They were really almost yeah. ten men with the ball at all times over the box, so that it was a difficult time. But then, obviously, with the amount of games, it'd be difficult to have such a high tempo, high pressing game every third every third day. Yeah. So they had to kind of just balance that a little bit by going draw. What? Let's just get through the games, get the results. And then just worry about the next month, which is obviously that just that one month of December was so hectic. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I've got uh, some not stats. I don't want to say that. Uh, just a comparison between um, the team that won in two thousand and uh, no, these, these are just actually just from from this season. So the most goals uh, in a season for Celtic was previously 2003-2004, which was 105 points, and we've now got 106 points. Um, the points total was... Sorry, 105 goals, 100, whereas we've got 106 goals. Um, the point highest points total was from 2001-2002, which was 103, we've got 106. Wins, 33 in 2001-2002, 34. Defeats and... Defeats. Oh yeah, the mo- the the least amount of defeats in a season was um, one, and obviously we've not had any. And the title margin, um, twenty nine, which was thirteen two thousand thirteen two thousand fourteen, um, and it's thirty. I don't know if I'm reading that right, but anyway, aye. So we've smashed all the records because we're pure heavy, brilliant. That's right. Um, once we get once we're in the next week, that's the biggest record. You're not going to see a, an invincible treble again. Yeah, well, we need to win it, Kieran. Nah, You've got history of jinxing these things. <laughs> ah, we've already so done it, don't worry. I'd like you to state for the recording. I said that there's a... If we win. If we win. Thank you. Win. Thank you. Um, I still remember that. It's in the bag. And that's why I am not going to buy this season's top until after the final. Good. Oh, it's not. It's just because you want to get it cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper just now as it is. I just, I want, I just want to have it because, obviously, I've got the Seville top. Um and I've got the top they wore for maybe beat Barcelona, so this is the invincible treble. What do you have at the top? Just momentous tops. Um, what about what Chris Boyd's saying? What's he saying? Okay, so Chris Boyd basically has started. Has okay. I'm. I just. I have. To, I've got this up because I just need to. So Chris Boyd wrote an article for a horrible newspaper, um, and the headline was: Celtic fans need a reality check if they think they can cut it in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, hi- the the hoops finished bottom of their Champions League group and suffered a seven 0 defeat. Um, basically, what he, he goes on to say that he uh, expects Celtic to win the league next season, but people talk about the players. Um, but it's largely the same squad as last season. Rogers simply has shown the difference to top class manager. But he then goes on to say. Put it this way, Scott Sinclair has been unreal this season, but a year ago he couldn't get a regular game in England. When he became available after being relegated to Villa, there wasn't a queue of clubs lining up to sign him. I don't mean that as any disrespect to Sinclair, but the reality is that down south he's no standout. Well, there's a lot of a lot of hurt in that those comments. Um, I was at Farhill on Thursday night working for Sky Sports and Patrick Thistle simply couldn't get near them. Um, the problem with Rodgers, the support, the way their supporters uh, look at it, they knock, their, they knock the ball around against the likes of Thistle and it's almost as if they think that they're on a par with Real Madrid and Barcelona. Who, who thinks that? I mean, listen, and normally we wouldn't even give this the, the, the kind of light of day. He then goes on to say that Scottish football is in the worst state it's ever been. But I thought with Rangers coming back into the league that Scottish football would be fine and rosy and brilliant and awesome and fantastic because they were there those guys were there but we never had this um, in the 90s when when Rangers were dominating to a, a massive extent you know 
it simply wasn't discussed the state of Scottish football. What was discussed was how can we get Rangers out of here and, you know, the Murray Revolution, we're going to take over Europe and stuff like that. But that's fine. About what Boyd's saying, right? The idea, right, where do we go from here, right? Because the idea that we just keep dominating Scotland and, and that's it, to be perfectly honest, I don't think that'd be enough for Rogers. So, see this whole, oh, they get beat 7 no, no, no. Rogers qualified in his first season and we got there with the same squad of players with only a couple of additions. It was his first season, right? Barcelona put seven past us. They put six past PSG, okay? It's Barcelona. Now, I know they're not the almighty Barcelona, but they're still one of the greatest teams in Europe. You know, they lost uh, La Liga by a few points and this hasn't been a great season for them. So, what I think... The idea that we're going to, you know, we're contenders in Europe, I don't think anybody thinks that. But what I do think is in this summer, Rodgers will try and st- strengthen uh, the side, not to increase their domination in Scotland, because that's not going to happen. He's going to do it with an eye on the Champions League, because I don't, I really don't think that Rodgers only wants to come up and dominate in Scotland. I think he wants to make his mark in Europe. So this season's European campaign was a bonus. Yeah, so I, I think that's the kind of that's, point. That, that's, that's what we're doing. We're building on that. Kieran, you didn't expect to qualify, really, did you? For the Champions League this season? Well, we'll, we'll I, I didn't it think was we won. It was, I, we just didn't know. 50, because, 50. I mean, that's the other thing as well. I know it's not a thing to bring up or it would be a negative, but Rogers' first game was a defeat to just Bolton Minnows. Yeah. At yeah. that point, you're like going, okay, maybe it's going to take him a little bit longer to get his his um, stamp, Steel, yeah. stamp on the team. And then, obviously, we got past that stage, the next stage, then obviously the Beershaver. I mean, that performance at, at home won us the tie. Aye. So that absolutely we were through, which was similar to the previous previous year with Malmo. Was it Malmo? Aye. We were three two. We won the first leg. Aye. They scored in the last minute. They scored in the last minute, and then they won two 0 If it was three one, if we'd kept it at three one, that'd have been a stronger position for us going away. Yeah. But we didn't do it that way, and then obviously we get beat. Whereas this time round, with a stronger margin, which we were able to. Okay, we get, we get beat two 0 Then we oh, get pumped. <laughs> But at that stage of the season, you know. Yeah, you no, I do that, you're just barely, you're just barely getting into the game. But the other thing you've got to remember is well, he's harking on about how we get we get we get done seven 0 We also avoid defeat against previous English champions. Yeah. One of the teams who are okay, maybe a season of taking a bit of a struggle, they've also got what they say is the best one of the best managers around just now in Guardiola. And he couldn't he couldn't put he can uh, defeat us. We get a result in Germany. Fair do is obviously the performance at home was a bit unfortunate. Had we had a better performance against them, then would that not have been an actual good crack at the Champions League? Where out of the three, out of the three teams, we weren't expecting really. We were trying to get third. We weren't expecting to get anything against Barcelona. We never got that. We realistically weren't, we weren't expecting too much against City, but we managed two draws. Yeah, and it was a high scoring draw as well. So we, we actually have shown we could score three goals against City, who are meant to have one of the kind of strongest defenses when you've got like Company and Otamendi in that. Um, and then obviously get a result in Germany, which we weren't expecting. We weren't expecting to get any anything yeah. away from home. Yeah, th- this is the thing about kind of um, when you these papers that people buy for whatever reason these are awful tabloids. People buy these awful tabloids that all have an agenda and then they kind of turn around and they say, oh, this, you know, the mainstream media reporting in Scotland isn't very good. 
But you know it's not good, so don't buy the papers, and then these papers will go out of business, and that'll be awesome, because guys like Chris Boyd do not deserve a platform, in my opinion. We just mentioned it, so... Shut up. So, so you've you've basically... Your own point there, Chris, is null and void. Thanks for bringing up some tabloid trash for us to discuss. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of those dumb people, it turns out. You know where to go here. But no, uh, just with that kind of idea of what we did in Europe being a... I, I thought it was a relative success in terms of where we are and where we came from and the, the building job that, that um, Rogers had after after Dial and stuff. So from that point of view, I am happy with it. Are you sad that Chris uh, Commons has left? That came out of nowhere. No, uh, no not really. I've, I mean, we've not seen him this whole season. Um, That's the first thing. He couldn't get, he couldn't get the, the team... Um, I mean, previous to that, he's been a great player for us. I mean, yeah, we've had some it. wonderful moments with him. Um, and we need to remember that. Towards, obviously, the last two or three years, things happened that kind of went a wee it's bit sour with him and Dyla. And then, soured. And then, we don't, I, I like the, the, the point was, like, uh, Rogers has said that he hadn't played a lot of seasons through injuries and that. Yeah. I think it's more the that rather than the injuries because how can I have a number of injuries to keep you out for a full season? He's had, uh, he's had massive back problems. Um, that's what's kept him out. Listen, I know I, I joke and stuff, but Chris Commons, very talented guy, um, who has d- done some magic on the pitch. I'm not buying into the fact he's a legend in inverted commas because mm. legendary status isn't that easily given away. Um, but terrific player, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite interested to see what he'll do next because he was on Sports Sound and he was talking about our the interview they had with him. He was talking about you know doing his coaching badges, um, talking about wanting to give back. Um, so he hadn't actually started that yet. No, well, he's I thought he may have done that this season. Like, I, th- I think he's in the process of doing it. Um, but I think for him to maybe go to Hibs because he said he's living, he's staying in Glasgow. He's, oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's settled here. Right? Uh, he's settled here and he's staying in Glasgow. So Hibs would be a really good opportunity for him. I think um, he, he doesn't have to play every week because um, he says he still wants to play, but. I think it would be a good opportunity where he could start getting, do some coaching, um, come on maybe every now and then, and, and, and obviously he does have a great technique from his left foot. There's a lot of experience he, he could help with Neil Lennon. Yeah. And the, the squad he has. Catering, um, of course. <coughs> catering department. Um, but yeah, aye, so there you go. I mean, we've got this... Uh, we've got this game on Saturday, so let's kind of look at this game on Saturday. We have... Um, I've got, we've got a question that we can open up with. Um, just looking at it now. Okay, so the question to open up with is from at Charlie underscore 88 underscore. And this is how we're going to start our Scottish Cup final coverage. If Dembele is fit enough to start, should he? No. No. Okay, that was terrific. Um, so after the Scottish Cup now, um, why not? Because he's not played in, what, three, four weeks? He was had an injury. He came back for what two two games, yeah. and then aggravated. I don't know if he aggravated that injury or picked up another one. So his fitness levels aren't as sharp as that. But then also, we've proven that we can. We've we've done well without him. Griffiths is now is in a bit of form now. He's scoring goals. Why play him in the final? Risk him not playing very well. Maybe that could then transfer through the rest of the squad where things won't work too well because he's not playing in form. And also the thing is, he could then pick up another injury, and we would rather use Griffiths with the final, which we could comfortably play with him, and it could work, and then 
not lose Dembele before it comes to the qualifiers because the qualifiers come quite quickly. Yeah. So if yeah. he was to aggravate another, aggravate the injury or pick up another injury again that could force him out for three, five, six weeks, then he's lost his preparation time for the qualifiers. So no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel, I'm happy with Griffiths. I think Griffiths. I think at times as well, Griffiths is 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 he better than Bailey? I think he's got attributes better than Bailey. I think his technique is so much better. The technique he has with the ball at his feet, the way he can control a ball was phenomenal at times. Yeah. Um, he's not better. Striking, he's not, striking he's the ball as well as much better. However, Dembele's a stronger, powerful boy with the ball at his feet when he's driving and when he's holding play up. The, they they complement each other, I think. Like, they could play as a partnership, you know, back in the, the 50s or whatever when they used to have partnerships. Um, but the thing is, though, Dembele's a better player. Overall, I mean, that's I don't think that's debatable. Lee Griffiths is a terrific striker. He does very well with what he's got. He's very, as you say, technically proficient. Um, but Dembele's a better player. And that, that's okay. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Chris, what your kind of thoughts on that point? Um, and I'm I like, I'll, I'm, a, I'm a Griffiths fan. Absolutely, I think Griffiths is great. But I just think Dembele's one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that we've been given. And it's... Terrific. Dembele at his best and Griffiths at his best. There's no competition for me. I think Dembele's a better player. I think Dembele's the sort of player that could terrify um, top, top teams. Um, Griffiths, I'm a fan of. Um, I think sometimes, though, if we're on the back foot, he can look isolated, whereas I think Dembele would be be able to kind of pose a threat when we're on the back foot in Europe, if we're talking about... Anyway, though, as I'm saying, for, for this game, though, I would say there's no point in rushing him back for exactly the reasons uh, Kieran said. One, he's probably not fit. Griffiths is more than good enough for this level. Uh, I mean, he scored at Pataudry against him uh, a couple of weeks ago. So the idea that he's he, he's not he's not going to be up to the levels is, is nonsense. And two, you risk aggravating it again, and the Champions League qualifiers are really, really important. As well, getting him recuperated, rested, back, ready, fit for us to... Kind of make an assault in the Champions League again. Uh, we, obviously, this is it's a Scottish Cup final. It's, uh, in my opinion, the greatest sort of showcase of the of, of the season in Scotland. In that, the league is obviously the hardest thing to win. So, by being the league winners, it's an absolute pr- privilege and pleasure, and it's hard earned. But you don't get this sort of one-off sort of. It's a cup final, and I love cup finals, but specifically Scottish Cup final. Works me every time, Kieran. You said it's going to be sunny. Yeah, reports are going to be. I've seen someone saying it's going to be a nice sunny day, which I think could add to this. Um, Kieran will be doing um, weather updates on a weekly, on a daily basis up until the final itself. Um, Chris, how do we approach it? Because Aberdeen gave us a pretty decent game uh, at Petardry. Now we happen to be three 0 up. I know that sounds ridiculous. We happen to be three 0 up, but we were three 0 up, and then. That was a really good game of football, and they kind of uh, they came at us and they, they did really well. How do we approach it? The way we've approached every game against them this season. Uh, being perfectly honest, if there's one team in Scotland that can possibly beat us, it would be Aberdeen. They are comfortably the second best team in terms of the league position. I think they finished nine points ahead of Rangers. They were in the League Cup final. Um, and they're now in the Scottish Cup final. It's as clear as day they're the second best team. However, we approach it the way we've approached it every other game. We've beat them five times this season. Um, There's a lot made about their performance in the last, you know, 
I think after they got their goal back, it was about what, 12, 13 minutes. You know, about how they played against us. I don't think they looked particularly... They had a lot of the ball. They, I think they used the strength really well against us. But I don't think they looked as if they were going to score, if you know what I mean. I didn't think... They didn't have a lot of really clear-cut opportunities. Yeah. I thought we defended quite well. Um, it took a wonder strike from Hayes uh, to score. Great that's, strike. That's what it took. It was like a, a yeah. shot from... Like, 30, 30 yards, yards out yeah. that he just put in the top corner you never stop him some of the defending looked a bit ragged at times but really I thought well we're pretty comfortable so that's us playing against them uh, at Putaudry. Um when they've come into a bit of form um, we had nothing really to play for I know the invincible stuff but see in terms of the intensity it's probably not going to be as there as much as it would have been for them and we still beat them 3-1 we approach it and then the only way that they win is if we don't play as well as we could and they have another really, really, really good performance against us. We don't do anything different. We get rested for this week and we play the way we usually do. That's is, it. is that why Lustig wasn't playing, do you think? Probably. You know, Lustig's getting on a bit and he's obviously had injury problems. It's about dead important to get the players, you know, ticking uh, as well as they can. That's probably why he made some changes. That's why he brought Griffiths off against Partick Thistle, things like that. It's all about just making sure that, you know, everything's right. And we've seen it so far on big occasions this season. We've always got it right under Rodgers. Aberdeen haven't, so just do what we've been doing all season. How are you feeling about it, Kieran? Like, are you confident? Is there any nerves? You know, because obviously it's um, a massive game. I will kind of get nervous once it comes the day, but I'm... I'm Overly excited for the day. I think it's just the occasion. I think the culmination of the season for me. I I, I don't know why I'm over excited, but over excited of having a domestic invincible. I mean, they could call it invincibles. It seems to be based in the league position for some reason. But we are going to go through a whole domestic season where no one in Scotland has beaten us. For me, that's incredible, and I'm I'm hoping. That we can do, we can do the job on Saturday, and I think, obviously, we can always look back to the League Cup final, where we pretty much played them off the park. Um, they'll obviously now want to put that right, so they'll obviously be setting up a little bit different to that. So we can't really use that as a kind of platform of this is how it's going to go, but we can use that as a platform for ourselves. Yeah, I mean and that's that- the way we should play, and it's the way we play with all big games. Before we won the league, we were always. The high intensity, the high pressing, always wanting the ball, possession, trying to eke the opposition out. However, obviously this will be a lot easier because Aberdeen will not sit in like some teams have. It will be quite open, not overly open, but we will be able to find space and get, I think, a lot of our passing going better because of Aberdeen, the way they'll be set up, they'll be set up a bit more open. Uh, How do you beat Celtic, Chris? Um, With... A lot of luck, I'd say. Um. I think the big one is, I think, high pressing at our defence. I still think there's times when the defence... Hearts, lo- has, has, Hearts did that for about five or ten minutes yesterday, and it did put us under pressure. Aye, when the defenders got the ball at their feet, and they're being forced to make a quick decision, that's when that's a downfall that's for Boy- our defence. That's biggest weakness, I think. Like Boyata and Yuzo at times, maybe even Eric. A lot of times when they've got the ball... The forwards are actually more; they're more inclined to sit in with the midfield and cut out the pass rather than 
force the mistake from the defence. Hmm. I'd like to. No, I don't like. I'd never say that. Sorry, but I think if you'd like us if, to be tested, maybe if, not in this aye, game, aye, but but maybe for next year, like to see strikers and forward attacking players pressure pressure on the defence and force them to see the mistakes and how they deal with it. Yeah, but Boyata. Um, you know, he, he, from where he was to where he is now, he, he's been really, you know, the turnaround's been unbelievable. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's ever going to be that comfortable in possession. Um, I think that will be the problem if there's high pressing on him. You know, you you might be able to kind of kind of isolate him, him isolate him. Yep. Um, Kozo, I'm a big fan of. To be honest, I still think he's quite raw because he's 22. Good tackle on yesterday. A good couple yeah. of tackles. I thought he was excellent yesterday. Well. I think he's an excellent player. Sometimes. His tacklings don't a wee bit of slackness from him, but I, I'm personally thinking he's going to be the mainstay of our defence, along with another. It might not be by or Sviachenko, it might be somebody else, but I think Hozo's one of the guys you can count on. Hozo? Hozo, Jozo, whatever. Ho- hold on a minute. Hozo? Who the fuck Hozo, is ever called Hozo? Hozo Jozo? Does it matter? A wee bit. Shut up. Aye. The other thing as well is Shut up. If we can keep a hold of him, because obviously there's I'm been rumours that Newcastle are sniffing around him. Aye, but he's going to go to a wee daft club like Very Newcastle for relegation club. fodder Aye. for the next couple of seasons. So. Forever. Aye. North-east Aye. clubs just go up and down. Aye. Sunderland, Middlesbrough, down. Newcastle up. They'll probably swap next Hopefully he's got a good advisor to say, like, just stay away from that. That's just it's that, d- it's not dis- where we go. It's disgusting. The other thing as well, I feel, which... When it comes to playing out from defence with the keeper at times, we really are sticking to like playing out. There were a few times like yesterday where we're in Gordon the ball, okay. the two centre halves, and he's kind of clipping it over strikers. I was, I was Can I not just cl- see if it's one t- sometimes you have to just leather it up the park? I was sitting behind him when he did that and he dinked it over the, the striker. Uh, and I was Wait, it's good when it happens, but see if it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. That, it's that thing if you've got faith in your keeper being able to play. Do you but know I, what I, mean? I honestly, I honestly think Rogers has said to him, "Look, even if it costs a goal, just keep doing what you're doing. I won't, I, you know, I won't be upset if it doesn't come off because I'm telling you to do it and just keep doing it. And the more he does it, um, the, more the more confident yeah, it'll be. It's, it's constantly for every opportunity. It's always." Passing between him and the descent halves is not. I don't think I've seen him. I don't think I can see him once yesterday at all. Get it past the halfway line. Even when he was clipping it to the fullbacks, it was just like a, a kind of wee chip, yeah. wee clip, and it was good. But at one point where they were kind of like between him and Boyata, they were kind of getting under pressure because two strikers were starting to come. He gave it to Tierney, and then Tierney just did the right thing, just fucking walloped it. Aye, which, um, there's no harm in that. Sometimes you just have to clear it. I think it, obviously what he's trying to do is try to get them into a mindset that when we're in Europe, when we're in the Champions League, possession is so vital for us and to keep the ball. I mean, this is obvious stuff. Um, but do you know what it reminded me of? The wee dink over the goalkeeper. Remember when David Marshall came on against Barcelona at half time um, and the ball he had the ball at his feet for like the first time? And I think it was either Eto or Ronaldinho was coming at him and he just dinked it over them. And I remember being like, Holy fuck! He's an eighteen-year-old goalkeeper, and he's just dinked the ball over. Whoops, Ronaldinho or Neto. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're looking at the kind of how we're going to play uh, in terms of the lineup. Got a question I was here. Say that that is a that from, is a dodgy one. From sick boy, possibly the character from Train Spotting has crossed. Divide. Into real life. The reality divide into real life. Or, no, it's not. It's Lewis Riley, 1888. Um, Rogic or McGregor on Saturday? 
uh, that's his first point. He's got another point. But let me, in fact, before we get to that, um, he also says Christie not being eligible for the Aberdeen, uh, being eligible for Aberdeen on Saturday is that a big blow for them? Now he got voted their young player of the year, which is a bit. He scored two goals yesterday. He was fantastic yesterday. Um, he was fantastic in the semi-final. Not fantastic is too big, big a word, but he was in- integ- integral um, uh, with them getting through the semi with that goal. And the people would blame the goalkeeper against 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 the Hibs game. Can but I still, no, fair enough. But the point is, he still he's got great technique, Christy. He, he strike. I'm talking about someone striking the ball very well. He strikes the ball very well. Um, he has been quite a a key player for them, but he obviously hasn't played against us, so it's not like he's played against us and he's caused us real damage. And then all of a sudden, he's not playing in the final. Um, do you think it's a wee it's a wee shame that he can't play in the final? Just let him play in it. No, no. <laughs> if, right. he's, if he's the one that stops the treble, he's just... no. We're 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 exactly right. I mean. Roberts played against Man City because he apparently demanded that that was written in the contract and they probably went, ah, we'll oh. get them anyway and, <laughs> and then we did. But if you know that you're going to be playing against a side several times in a season, then you're absolutely right to stop it. I mean, you will get, you probably get people in the Scottish media saying that you should have just let them play. No, the reason why we're so far ahead of everybody is because we're ruthless and that's just another aspect of being ruthless. Yeah. Um, is Christie as important to them as some other players? No. If it was Johnny Hayes or something like that, Johnny Hayes makes them tick far more than Ryan Christie ever has. Yeah. I, I would say I think Christie can go hot and cold, and I think he has since he went there. Um, they've got more important players than Christie. We are missed for them, yes. Would he have improved them? Yeah. But will him not playing have as big effect on them as as it, some might say? I don't think so. Yeah, so we should, uh, who, who's, who's he been playing in, in replace of? Um, well, McGinn's been out for the last couple of weeks. He's been in and out. The te- he's been out and out the team the whole season. Um, he spent a lot of time. On the so bench obviously his form might be a bit if he comes Saturday. Yeah, he, he didn't play particularly well against us the other week either. Um, but uh, just that on on Christie, I really like him. I think he's again technically really good. Again, he's a he's a he's a young boy at twenty, but he's a Scottish twenty, which means he's actually. Further back in his development, development than maybe Roberts, for example, just because we're still thinking a guy at twenty. We still think Forrest is relatively young and he's twenty four. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of a problem. Must be Forrest twenty six. Some aye. Well, so I'll, I'll check. I'll check. I'll actually check that. But um, Christy, Kieran, will he come back and get a chance? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I, you'd like to think so because you'd like to think that Rogers has been watching some of his performances um, for Aberdeen. Maybe um, some. Maybe, maybe the fact that Chris Sarmani alludes to that he's been a bit hot and cold for them that may actually well, show that. The other thing is, well, you're looking at technically on the left hand side. There's no backup to Sinclair. We've been quite. We've been quite lucky that Sinclair's not really picked up an injury this season. He's, he's had. He was out for. I think he was out for what five weeks. As much as that. Yeah. But we 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 we, we can't well, because we, we, we can't even that, remember. That's when Mackay Stevens was getting a wee bit of a chance. It was November December time. Right. Okay. No, wasn't it? Was well, later than that. No, I think it was November December time. Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mackay Stevens obviously out the door. So we do need just career done out the door. Well, come on, I'm only joking. He had a wee bit. Of, had a, he had a chance, which he hadn't really taken. He doesn't have the mentality. The way the way kind of like Mary Gregor was given a chance, and then he kind of. Developed in that, and obviously he's become 
quite a, a mainstay. Because it's now he's now given a dilemma for for Rogers on Sunday. We'll, Saturday, Saturday. We'll, we'll get to that. Aye. So Mackay Stevens not done that at all. Um, he had a couple of chances and then he's fallen away by the he's fallen away again. I don't think he's injured. He's just not been been used. So we still need another backup for Sinclair in case Sinclair has an, an injury and Christie I think at times could be that player. It, it could be. Um, Forrest is twenty five. All right. Um, so, so he yeah, he's older. He is, he is a year older. But Good. He's in his twenty fourth. Move on. Right. Okay. Uh, with um, with uh, kind of bringing up Kieran, what you're saying about the, the the actual question itself, McGregor or Rogic? Um, Rogic. 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 That's how you say it. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Rogic. It's Rogic. I don't. Pozo and Rogic. I don't think it's a decision between Rogic and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he intentionally did that, but it didn't look like he intentionally did it. I don't think the decisions between Tam and McGregor, I think the decisions between McGregor and Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> because if McGregor plays, Armstrong's going to play Tom, Tam's position. Uh, I, can't, I, know, I know what you're kind of saying. I know you can't base obviously in that, but... So you saying the Rogic's whatever he's Tam is, defi- <laughs> is, de- is definitely starting? Well, I because as the, you see how much he improved, how much he improved the, posi- the performance yesterday. You look at him in the cup final against Aberdeen, so he knows what it takes. Aye, to that was last him. year. Aye, so he's not been fit. He's, he's been injured and he's been he's, getting, he's, he's been back getting into his, the team. Getting his fitness up. It, it, it still it, looks like he's blown out his arse half it, the time. He does to me look like he's still not there yet, which is fair enough. I personally, I go with Armstrong, Brown, McGregor. I think it will because that was, that's how the game started yesterday. Yeah, and I think that was our best footballs this season has been played with him in the team. Rogic, Tam. Um, so see if he is close to that, I'd play him. I absolutely would, but I'm not convinced yet. I'm not 100 percent convinced. McGregor's got to a level now whereby I'm comfortable with him in the team. Um, do you think that the jenga that the kind of hype is overblown regarding McGregor? I I mean it's like we, we know Hard G's a, a big fan of McGregor. Um and he scored two I get goals in two weeks against Rangers, which is fine, but I suppose I think I've mentioned it beforehand. You can't say in one hand that Rangers are appalling and then use them as the benchmark for showing that McGregor's a fantastic footballer. I've said, I mean, I'll say that he's, he's done a lot better in, in domestically than, than uh, I thought he would. I think he's a good player for this level. Do I think he's the guy that's going to be in our midfield for um, the Champions League? No. If we've got any aspirations of getting through the group and doing anything further than that, I still think Cal McGregor isn't good enough. Is he a guy who's going to fill in gaps across the team and be an important player that way for us? Yes. But to that next level... I, I don't know, and again, it's always good scoring goals against Rangers. But I think you need to be you, you need to remember that this isn't the, a, a team that is competing with us. So if he's scoring against them twice, that's still it's nice, but it's not a good barometer of his overall quality. This guy, I, I was going to actually ask out of Rodic and McGregor, who do you think's a better impact player off the bench? Oof. I'd say I, McGregor. Yeah, I think McGregor's better at it. Yeah, I think he's in the game, whereas Roger can't get in the game. So that might decide who starts at him. It might be Roger starts, plays 55, 60 minutes, 
if a game's not working and it's not happening, then McGregor can come on with his pace. Whereas if it's the other way around and you've got McGregor for 60 minutes bringing Watch in. I, he came in the game quite well I, yesterday. I, I but, agree. But he, came in at half, agree. but he came in at half time, so he had 45 minutes. Yeah. See, I, I, I agree with you as well. I think you're making a good point. But what I would say is this wouldn't even be a conversation if, the, if uh, Rogic was fully fit. Because yeah. if Rogic is fully fit, it's not even a question. Um, I, I agree. I, you know, I've, I've been hard on McGregor at times. And again, we'll go back, we'll always say it, like, rightly so. I don't take back anything I said at the time. I think, I think McGregor has developed this season. I think he is learning his role better. He's not giving the ball his way as much. Still does it. Um, his decision making is steadily improving. Again, like, again, these are all the fact that Rogers has actually got him down and started moulding him as a, as a player and letting him know his role. So, yeah, I think there's been a, a, a marked um, improvement in Callum, perf- Callum McGregor's performances. Absolutely. But it does come down to will he be a first team player? Absolutely not. If everyone, if everyone's fit, if everyone, if, if if everyone is fit, he doesn't go into the first team. He's been terrific for us, and I'm not taking anything away from what he's done. But he doesn't start for us. Rogers, Rogers was quite uh, glowing in his praise of him a month or so ago. But what he basically said was, "I really love Callum McGregor because he can do a job for me in different positions." It that was him basically saying, "You're an important player for me." When I need to fill a gap somewhere, yeah. that's that's pretty much what it was. I mean, if he's going to talk about Scott Brown, it's you know it's because he's commanding and he's playing every week. He basically praised um, McGregor for his quality as a utility player, and I agree. And I, I like again talking about eating humble pie over Scott Brown. I will eat it over McGregor because I personally did think you've got no real role to play at Celtic, but now I think he does, and I'm glad that he's a, he's a member of the squad. But I do think that we really need to kind of aim, if we want to do anything in Europe, we need to aim higher than him being a, a, a starter for us. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I'll I'll, 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 I'll give me a slice of that humble pie. Hey, I've been chewing down D- on delicious it. Delicious chewing down on Fantastic. it. It's, it's the best. Love eating pie. Um, and the thing... Um, can you... That's... That's... It's really rude. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm of the same kind of thought. Um, McGregor is... He's clearly got value. I mean, obviously, we were talking last week, and Christian still thinks that Henderson's going to get an opportunity. I just the pecking order has McGregor. Let's say everyone's fit. Nothing as well. There's a buoy. Yeah. We've totally forgot about that. A three million pound player. Oh, yeah. We paid three million pound Look for him. Look at the smile We've barely seen him. Although he, does, I don't think he plays a position similar to McGregor or Armstrong. I think he's the kind of brown role. Where he's just the kind of holding, maybe not so much the one where he's a holding dictator player. Uh-huh. I think he's just more the kind of one yammer, the holding player breaks up play and passes it on. Is, is that what you think? Because I, because I've not obviously he's only kind of he played the first half of a game a couple of weeks ago, um, and then you know he's only really had. Why do you think he's been reluctant to put him in? Because he's young. He's where is, he, is he from Ivory Coast, is it? Ivory Coast, he's been playing in Russia as well. So. He played a handful of games in Russia. He's obviously been signed for his, his raw potential as opposed to him being any sort of... First-team player. First-team player, complete. Rogers knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, no, he, I'm not in, I'm he, in no way question. But do you think there is a chance he's maybe not... He's maybe seen him and he's thought, well, maybe you're not the type of player I thought you were. Because I thought he would have at least had 15, 20 minutes here and there. Uh, well, like the Thistle game, for example, would that not have been the per- perfect opportunity to put him in? I think 
at this time of the season he's being faithful to the players who've done it for him all season. That's I a mean, fair, okay, that's a fair point. Because he, he brought in Mikey Johnston and you know and Aitchison, you know, he's given them snippets and then whipped them right back out. You know, you've not seen them I know Johnson get injured, but when Aitchison came on it was you thought, Oh, he might get a few games now. In and out. I think it's almost like he's given them a taste of it. But the guys that have done it for him all season were at the real and obviously we've only got one game now. And we were going for that Invincibles. I think if that wasn't there, you might have seen a bit more in terms of players coming in and out. I, I, we'll get back to the cut final in just a second, but we've got a question from Jamieboy1976. Um, what are your thoughts... Okay, this is an interesting one, and it's something I was thinking about on, on the way home. What are your thoughts on back-to-back Invincibles? Can it be done? Many sniggered at the prospect of, of achieving this accolade this year. I like your language in that tweet, Jamie. Thoughts? Back-to-back Invincibles? I'll say something quickly. Then I'm going to the toilet again. Drink tea, it just makes you... Right through you. Need to do a lot of peas. <laughs> uh, that's, that's odd. <laughs> aye, aye. Um, I'm not really interested in that. I'm, I'd am be more interested in Celtic making more of an impact in Europe next well, year. No, we'll, uh, we'll get to that point. But do you think it can be done? I think it can be done. It'd be very difficult because I don't think we can underestimate how much of an achievement this is. At any, at any sort of level of football sorry any sort of level of football it's a real achievement can it be done can it be done yes I don't know if it's likely um, but it's that point that we're making see if you're going for that it maybe does affect the development of some young players because they may they may have got game time towards the end of the season I'd probably prefer to do something in Europe and yeah. I, wouldn't be, I, wouldn't be that can, I wouldn't be that bothered about it yeah I think that the, the, the other point would be if you lay that out as a marker at the start of the season to try and go undefeated it it becomes like a thing around your neck like an albatross around your neck yeah I, what do you, what do you yeah, think Kieran could, could we do it I, I don't see why it can't be done because if you look at we've done it this season with the team we have we'll be looking Rogers will be looking to enhance the squad next year more so an eye on Europe, we want to get more quality in, but that whole, that more quality coming in will still be playing week in, week out domestically. So if we are like what we are just now, and we're bringing in more quality, it's obviously going to make the team even better. Yeah. So it's going to, it should be even harder for teams. You'd think by the whole progression of it going, we should be getting better and better. I, I think but the, the worry is, as we get better and better, the other teams might not step up as well. So, like we can move up as a kind of parallel. Why are you doing the hands? So I'm not only two hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just mean like so. Obviously, you've got as we're getting better. Yeah, Rangers, like Rangers and Aberdeen are getting better, but the golf's still there. Yeah, but it's just a but higher level. It might be a case of we get better and better, and they can't go up as much. Yeah, no, no. So the, the gulf yeah. of quality becomes even bigger. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think you know. Looking at obviously, we'll kind of do a preview of what's coming up next season because we don't really know what's going to happen at Rangers and Aberdeen, who obviously finished second and third. But we know that Aberdeen are going to lose McGinn. They are going to. They're losing Jack as well. Yeah. Jack is definitely leaving. There's he can't hold a haze. Could be. Hayes, I think. I think you're right. I think Hayes might actually be tempted to go down south again. And if McLean goes to the other side, but also, um, supposedly McLean and Jack are going to go. Well, Jack, I think is. Well, he's, he's out of contract. He's, he's a contract. Um, but the other point would be McInnes might go. Uh, if a chance in England comes to be, a, you know, a top sort of Championship club, and they look at what he's done, and well, if he goes his players and doesn't really have the finance to replace them, he might be kind of saying, "Well, 
I've took Aberdeen as far as I can, especially this season, finishing second and getting to two finals. Um, obviously not win them, obviously win them's a, a bigger step, but then he's possibly taken them as big as a second second team in, in the country. Yeah, He's never going to be the first team in the country, so he might feel, well, I've done what I've done just now with the players, if I lose three or four of them, and I can't replace them with a kind of similar quality, then I'm going to go back there a little bit. Yeah, and, and I don't want to go. He probably doesn't want to stay while the team goes back to me. He would rather leave falling a high. Um, Chris, back to the cup final. Where are Aberdeen's weaknesses? Defensively, I think Ash Taylor. I mean, okay, you talk about their weaknesses in terms of there. There's nowhere in the park for better than us, but. If there's ever one player who he would target, I mean, we're talking about Boyata for us. Ash Taylor is a terrible football player. Yeah. Um, the, f- the the I I mean, he's he's I, I I don't know I don't know how he's playing for them. I mean, because there's so many centre halves out there that they could get that would be better than yeah. Him. So in in terms of that, look at know. Liam Lindsay. It's at Partick Thistle. He's yeah. one of the he's one of the top young talents in Scotland. Is he a centre half? Yeah, because he got in the team of the year, didn't he? He did. I. I never knew. I, 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 when I was watching the game, I didn't notice where he was playing when he was playing against us. Centre half? Was he playing centre half? Yeah, he was terrific. He's a, a de- defend um, danger at, at set pieces and stuff. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I I mean so. Uh, He's he's the most glaringly obvious weakness, you know. Uh, I don't think up front they're particularly strong either. McGinn's hot and cold. Rooney, I'm not a huge fan of. He's a bit shite, Rooney, isn't he? He, he is. <laughs> I mean, I know he can score goals, you know. Um, but I mean, they're a solid side. Let's not let's oh, not no, yeah. let's not downplay what they are. I mean, they're a very solid side. They've got some talented individuals. Jack Jack's problem is he wants too much time in the ball, but. He's a decent footballer. He's a very decent footballer. Shinny, I like. I think Shinny's a good footballer. I think Shinny's great. Johnny Hayes is a is, is is another is another really good player. I said I said last week that um, Hayes has more influence on games for Aberdeen than Forrest does for us. Absolutely. Um, and I think as a sort of I, like so if he wouldn't make Celtic, he wouldn't get a Celtic's first team. Would he make the bench potentially? And that's again that's no criticism of Johnny Hayes. I think he's a terrific uh, Scottish Premiership player. He is their biggest threat. It's almost as if if you nullify him, because see when we played him at Petodji, he we kind of just let him dictate, and that's the thing with us. We're at that level that we're so so much better, and I don't want to be arrogant or anything, but we are so much better than that we can let try and let them dictate the game. Um, we're not going to do this in the cup final, obviously, but so if we nullify Johnny Hayes, I I don't think they've got a lot else from a creative point of view. I think. Uh, the boy who started up front for them, Stockley. I think he's I was terrible. Going to say that he, he, he can't make his mind up to play either Rooney or Stockley. I think he says it depends on the opposition that determines which one of the two play. Because I think it's Stockley's more bulky and he's more aggressive. Like, aggressive, whereas Rooney's a bit better with the ball at his feet and he's a bit more Rooney's a, a bit goal more agile yeah. than what Stockley is. But he's just kind of because Stockley played against us, didn't he? He did. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's played against us twice at Petardry. And when Rooney's played against us, he scored. He scored at the start of the season. I mean, they're, they're capable of scoring against us. Let's not. Don't, that's not in doubt. But if we play to our potential, then it doesn't matter. But a guy like Hayes, if if we're not a hundred percent, a guy like Hayes could win the match for them. If we're not, you know, a hundred percent, McGinn, if he's on form, could could win the match for them. You know. But that I just, we just need to worry about ourselves. You know. If we perform the way we have done over the course of this season, it doesn't really matter what they have. 
the only ar- the only architects of our downfall might be us. Now, don't get me wrong, referee. I'm I'm not I I'm, I wouldn't even buy into that. I'm the, S- I, the SFA hate us, but <laughs> could could there be a bad refereeing decision? Aye, that, that can always happen. It's cup football, you know. It's a toss of a coin. If we turn up, you know, we negate the referee. One so, decision's not going to make a nah. I've got. I'm, I'm obviously only joking. If was well, sorry, Aberdeen. Did you see who got the player of the year? Who Andy Considine. Now, thinking back a couple of years, how rotten he was. He still is. I know. He's still pish. But he got a trick against Dundee, so they gave but him but a he player, player of the year. I know. I was quite shocked at him. Uh, it's, that's a bit mental. Um, but looking at us, the team picks itself, doesn't it? Does it? Oh, does it not? I don't know. You tell me. I assume so. I would say... We know the full We know the full back four. Um, it'll, you be, play, it'll be um, Yozo and Boyata. Eric won't get in. And it'll be... It will... I think it will be Brown, Armstrong and McGregor. I think he's going to go those three. I think he'd rather have legs in there against Aberdeen. Obviously Sinclair and Roberts speak for himself. Griffiths. It's just that midfield. It's four position, four people for three positions. Well, not really because Brown will always start so it's kind of three for two. I think well, I think between uh, uh, this group of players I think Armstrong will always start as well. I'm, I'm not saying that someone won't come in and maybe challenge that but I think Armstrong will always I mean, start. What, for what Armstrong's done all season he probably des- deserves to be in the final I think he does he's a vice skipper now well he's no, no, not a vice skipper um, vice face vice face um, but, um, vice, vice squared skipper but, but then obviously what Rodgers has done as well but then if, like we said if he's not 100% fit I, I, again, we'd rather have yeah. fitter people in there with legs like McGregor I think it'll always carry the ball forward better. This is something we look forward to you know when we come up to the qualifiers but the idea of going into a Champions League game with Rodgers you know, do we just play him at home? Do we play him away? But we'll come to that. Uh, Chris, is there any changes for you? Is, is it that team? What team? The team he just said. Can you pay attention? Yeah, I was paying attention. All right. Uh, I think he's going back in the, the very good point he made about who's better coming off the bench. I'd start Rogic. Would Tam. you? Yes. Because I wasn't convinced until he said that. He had that moment of clarity and genius and then he just went back on it. Um, no, I would, because of what he's done against them, I think, if, in fact, I'll, qual- I'll qualify that. If there's any doubt about his fitness, no, I wouldn't. But if he's getting close to full fitness, I would start him. Because that for that exact reason, you'd mo- I'd be more comfortable with McGregor coming on for him than the other way around. I think Armstrong starts definitely. Brown clearly starts. I think the rest of the team pretty much picks itself, um, but I would go. I would go with Tam pretty much because because uh, of that wonderful point, Kieran. Kieran, you've made a one. It's really stuck in no, there. Uh, just light bulb there. It seems to be really genuine as well. It's no, not, no, I'm, not I'm, I'm not ripping the push. The push. Uh, so with that, we've got. A team that's capable of winning. We've got a Saturday three p.m. kickoff. It's not three p.m. Is it? Aye. Is it? Okay, yeah, uh-huh. Saturday. Th- I don't know why I d- 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 had that in my head. Three Saturday, three PM kickoff. Hamden in the sun. So what I'm going to look for now is predictions. I'll give my prediction first. I think it will be a three-one victory for Celtic. I think we will concede. I think Griffiths will score. I'd. L- I'd I think Sinclair will score. Griffiths with two and Sinclair with one. How about that? Three-one. Yourself. Four-one. Oof. Where did Aberdeen score in your... Did they equalise or is it a consolation 4-0? 2-0 up, 2-1. 2-1. Uh, 
Whoa. Make a wee bit of a game of it. Yep. Lovely. Who um, scores? Roberts with two. Of course. <laughs> of course. Boyata and Griffiths. That's nice. Harpin? I had initially said 3-1 as well when you said that. Um, and again, I'm similar to man, I think it will be 2-0. They'll score. I don't think they'll equalise. But you think they're going to get one back and it's going to kill them? I do think 2-1. But this time, with the team we've got, I don't think it'll be nerves will kick in. I think it'll just be, let's step up on our gear and get ourselves another cushion. I don't think it'd be the previous year, or even last year. A two-goal cushion wasn't enough for us sometimes. Yeah. So when it went to 2-1, it was like panic stations, if they were shiting themselves, uh, passes were going astray. With this team, I don't feel that's an issue. I think it'll be we're 2-0, probably controlling the game. They might get a lucky break or they might get a, a set piece. Um, and I think we'll just go, do you know what? Let's get ourselves another second goal. Yeah, yeah I thought got another second goal, cush- another two goal cushion, and we'll just step up again. If Patrick Roberts signs for Celtic full time, firstly, good for you. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, secondly, what am I going to do? Are you going to leave your wife? I'm going <laughs> to. Let's see you run around Queen's Park in your boxers. I've, uh, I've, I've uh, no romantic aspirations for Patrick because. If ever true love has been blossomed, it's between him and Young Kiel, and I'm just happy for them to. Oh, that's that's really. No, that, I mean, what a couple they are. Eh? That's really mature. That is, um, and also, seriousness though, if he signs, yeah, what does that say about Forrest? Because his form has. People were talking about how great he was against Thistle. He frustrated me against Thistle. I found him really frustrating. Forrest is capable of performing very well for us, but. He just doesn't do it consistently enough. Um, I think I've always consistently made the point, I remember Louis in a podcast at some point comparing the goals and the assists. Now, I know Forrest's scored a number of goals and, and, and made a number of assists this season, but generally, in the bigger games, Forrest's, uh, Roberts is the one that's made the difference as opposed to uh, Forrest. Now, I know he scored in the cup final against Aberdeen, but other than that, I'm, I'm struggling to think of Big games were Forrest's the one that's made the impact. Put it this way, I remember the the, the game in Hugman A. Ibrox. Ibrooks. I think Forrest was pretty... Um, Forrest's performance that day... Sorry. Forrest's performance that day played a big role in the Barry Mackay phenomenon because I think Forrest was kind of ineffective and I think that allowed Mackay to get forward. Whereas I think when you seen uh, when Roberts came on, he was in the front foot a lot more and he kind of just drifted out of the game in the second half. And of course, Roberts played the, the ball through for Armstrong. So, I I think I think Rogers thinks Forrest can play a role, but I, I think ultimately, I think we know that Roberts is a better player. Yeah, um, but we'll, we'll look at what where we are in terms of squad and stuff and the, the kind of coming weeks and who goes, who stays targets etc etc so from our point of view we are all expecting a good victory and we're lo- really just looking forward to Saturday hopefully it'll be a terrific day and uh, be safe everyone um, looking at that I, tr- I, I, tr- I was going to say that like ironically but then I was like no do you know what I'm actually going to mean it and I did mean that you care don't I, you? I do care you care I do care a little bit but I will say this just about the cup final talking about where we came from I think this week the run up to it I think Celtic fans should savour it they should savour this because sometimes you let the moments pass you by, but we're on the cusp of something phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and from even from the red Lincoln Red Imps, you know, at the start of the season, just actually getting your head around what they've achieved this season, I think people should take a wee moment, sit back and savour it, because this is probably 
It's going to be difficult to get better than this. I think people should realise the magnitude of what we're doing right now. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. Because we've been playing so well and uh, everything's clicked for us this season, a lot of people seem to be underplaying it. Hmm? I think the media, as Kieran kind of alluded to, I think the media are very underplaying it, but you know, I think there's nefarious reasons for that. Um, but as fans, as you say, we should genuinely just realise history making in so many ways. And you know, the fact is, just actually enjoy it for for experiencing it. Uh, James and Jules tweets, Celtic are awesome, that is all, and then he does the wee cool the, the sunglasses emoticon, which is awesome. Is he good a fanboy? Is this the greatest season in the club's history, excluding 1967? No. What is? What, personally, or are we going to... Well, you know, analyze you, it? you could look at the centenary season centenary doing the double, season. you could look at Seville, even though we didn't didn't obviously do it. We got to the final in 1970 against Feyenoord. Um, I, I get what you're saying about it being an Invincibles and stuff like that. Um, it's a fair comment, it's a fair point, but... I'd still argue Anil's first season was more important, that treble. Yeah, I think... Because see, of the cha- it was a change in the, the guard, if you were. They, were. they were at the height of their spending, and well, we're going to kind of absolutely destroy them, and he came in and just stopped that in its tracks. So I'd probably still argue that season was more significant in the overall story. Because there was more competition. Probably, yeah. uh, And, you know, whether it was unfair... Obviously, it was unfair competition because the EBTs and everything and them being dastardly buffoons. Um, but but it's, it's up there. It's, it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah, as we're not taking anything away from from this. Uh, let me see. El, El, Comar- El Comarco, who always tweets in, thanks for your patronage. Nice. Invincible... Infrangible, untouchable. Is there anything Stuart Armstrong's hair can't do? Great efforts this season, boys. Number one Celtic podcast. Thank you very much for that. Say thank you, Kieran. Thank you very much. Thank you. Say thank you, Chris. Thanks for your support. Patronage. Patronage. Um. Yeah, that's kind of all that. There's. Oh, okay. One more likelihood of Paddy Roberts being a Celtic player next season. What is your okay percentage-wise, Kieran? What's your what, from a percentage point? What is the per- chance of him coming and coming back next season in any capacity, even if it's loan? I don't, I don't really know. So that's thirty percent chance of him being here. Seventy-eight. Oh seventy-eight. Why not ninety-nine? Because it's seventy-eight. Because <laughs> the percentage <laughs> I've analysed. Percentage of Tron um, says seventy-eight. Um, just kind of stuff that's kind of broke. Actually, I'd want to ask. The other thing, the other good thing as well from this season, the um, the points tally that Sevco finished on sixty-seven. Yes, they also won nineteen games. Nineteen games, sixty-seven. Nineteen sixty-seven. <laughs> a terrific. You can't tri- write it. You just cannot write it. A terrific, season. heartwarming tribute. Remember, we said at the start of the podcast about them holding up. You know, and also, also uh, I, I, they did it more subtly. Good that for was, them. That was nice of them. Unfortunately, St John's had one, but they've. Another bigger story for them is, which oh, we shouldn't really be caring, but they only finished six points ahead of St. Johnston. And you look at the comparison and the, the stature of the club between the two of them, the kind of players that St. Johnston have, the money they have, that's a remarkable job that Tommy Wright's done with St. Johnston. Yeah. To, I, be, to be there, that just shows you how far they're not, they're n- nowhere near us. And, not, and it shows you how they're far They're nowhere near Aberdeen they now. Aye. There's that as well, so it's kind of it just shows you how how bad they really are and how far behind they are. Yeah, Kashina's for me. I mean, obviously he came in, 
the guys always, in my opinion, have had disasters written all over him. It, it, I, I can't see any way whereby he's going to be a success for him. Their next manager will probably be Derek McInnes or Tommy Wright. And for the resources they've got, that probably two of them would be very good appointments for them. They'll make them harder to beat. Both of them are probably Rangers minded. Um, so I, I can see one of them. I'm not saying that either of them would be particularly successful with them. They would be more successful. They bring structure. They would bring structure. And they would bring that Rangers minded mentality aye, to them. They'd never sit in all that pish. Aye, aye. Brown no, I mean. brogues and stuff but, and pop tie. The, the problem is with that. Do they? But do they give Pedro a chance over the summer by giving him some money? Because if they give him some, the little that. money they have, but all the other other players they want to try and bring in, if they bring, if they do that and it doesn't work, then when McInnes are right, if they come in, then it's give you a double, a, a tougher job to try and turn around what Pedro has got. So they, it's uh, like, how much do they give? Do they, do they just cut the losses and go? Do you know what? This is not really actually going to work. We better just chop Pedro now and get either. Maybe try and get one of those two. They have to give them time because yeah, they've yeah. made the appointment. But I can see them pulling the plug on it at Christmas. And that point about um I don't know if it was you that made it about McInnes losing players and not but it, I mean it's all it's almost in the stars for uh, Pedro to do one uh, and for them to go for McInnes and McInnes coming out with all the lines we've said, I've taken them as far as I could. I knew my hands were tied when I lost these players. It's I, He's more, more so than Wright, I reckon McInnes is kind of destined for that. I, I tell you why it won't be Tommy Wright, because uh, your man, Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill, is in top, I think he's going to go to Norwich, All right. which leaves Northern Ireland, well, who, I mean, who would they look at? They would look at the guy who's done terrifically well for them. He'd already been linked with them in the past. Um, aye. So I think you could end up with uh, Tommy Wright as the... Because the thing is, where else could Tommy Wright do? He's already won them a cup. I think I think the logical yeah, and he gets some, he keeps punching them above the weight when it comes to league yeah. position. I, I think the logical thing for for Rangers would have been to have Tommy Wright and a young coach that he could have handed the reins over to after a couple of years, like a Cathro, for example. I'm not saying Cathro, but like a Cathro, where that worked well with Ali, didn't it? Like a Cathro. Well, somebody who's good at champ <laughs> manager. <laughs> Aye. Uh, just uh, we're kind of we're, we're actually out of time, but let me just ask you: Callum McGregor being excluded from the Scotland squad. Now I know you, you, Chris, you're not a massive international football fan, but do you think he deserved that recognition? Did he not get picked? No. Um. Aye, aye. I think. I mean, do you think he deserves it more than Kenny McLean, for example? Did he get picked? Aye. No yeah. shit. No shinny. Mark Reynolds. He's a centre half but Aye, and he's shite. <laughs> but me and my idea have a better fucking centre half we have in Scotland. Scotland are so bad when it comes to defenders. And nothing much comes to See, you say Matt, Matt Reynolds getting picked, you just go, alright. Liam Lindsay and Devlin at Hamilton are better than Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds is terrible. In fact, Mark Reynolds, but when he was at Nicholas, not long to do that. It's really diffi- it would be really difficult to pick. Certainly, a centre half for Ham- uh, that plays for Hamilton and Liam Lindsay. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. It'd be really difficult for Stratton to pick them two and play them. He doesn't really score over, experi- over experience. Yeah, he he's left out Oliver Burke because uh, he's not played enough games. Played twenty five this season. Played twenty five games this season. Um, for second place Leipzig. Strachan's a fucking idiot. Sorry for Moise. Will sort it out. Don't well, worry about I, that. Well, I just last kind of point. Will Moise become the Scotland manager? I think. 
No. They can't then, afford them. Then you just said what you just said a second ago isn't I But then where's Moyes gonna go now? I guess I think his stock's so low that he would go to Scotland. Uh and I think he could I don't know, it. there's rumours that um if Conti's family don't come over from Italy that he might leave Chelsea. I think Moyes could go in there and do a job. But it's way he finished higher in the league than uh, Mourinho did when he was at Manchester United. So he's a better manager than Mourinho. True, he's um, a better manager than just a, just about anybody except Brendan Rodgers. Ah, he's ju- he's behind Brendan Rodgers and probably Cathro, Cathro, Cathro. Um, we are the ninety minute cynic. Um, you can if you search for us on iTunes um, at ninety minutes in it or just ninety minutes in in iTunes. If you could subscribe and. Possibly, possibly leave a nice little comment that would be terrific it would help us immensely we're also on Spreaker Spreaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic you can check us out on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic that's where we get all our links um, so if you're following us on Twitter you're more than likely going to see all these links anyway Facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic we do update that occasionally do Facebook live stuff um, how's the uh, Instagram Kieran come along nicely uh, a picture every two weeks is an improve it's, it's, a, it's an improve have we got an Instagram, eh? We do, eh? You're good. not. You're not. I bet you you're not even following it. <laughs> I don't no. know. Probably not. Um, but you're definitely following the Flipboard. We know that. The Flipboard gag never grows old. <laughs> it's terrific. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. Have you seen Instagram? If you put the pictures up on Twitter, what's the point putting on Instagram? Because everyone who follows on Instagram follows on Twitter, anyway, so they've always seen it. Okay, that's a given up. Um, that's the live. Is, is Louis updating the Flipboard, or is he not allowed? <laughs> Flipboard is like a state of mind, man. Um, but yeah, so if you could check us out on iTunes, subscribe and uh, leave a comment, that would be terrific. 90minutecynic.com is where you, where you will get the latest instalment of The Supplement, which is a terrific collection of football articles. Um, and uh, that the standard is absolutely fantastic. Stevie Greve did a, a recent um, Your Da Tactics uh, article. Um yeah. That's how he described it. Right. Um, it was really, really good. And there's other, just everything is really terrific. 90minutesynic.com, check that out. Um, Chris or Manny, are we going to see you more as the season ends? <laughs> yes, you'll see me from next season onwards. Um, yeah, what are we doing over the summer? Uh, there's talk of a live podcast, there's talk of an Edinburgh fringe run, there's talk of. What? Yeah, I'll what? Talk, probably shouldn't mention Isn't that. Isn't the fringe not the summer anyway? That's weird, yeah. It's the start, that's at the start of the it's season. August. It's August. It's August. the season, it's not summer. Would you not call August summer? Aye, but what I mean is the off period. Well, to be fair, in all seasons, seasons we've, only, we've only got three or four weeks because we could be playing our first Champions League qualifier in June. Can we not do a Confederations Cup special? We did that one, we did one about... Four years ago, the last four years Confederations ago, Cup. And no one was interested in it, not even us. Aye, we did a radio show. Yeah, that's when we did the, um, the radio show, Pulse. I don't know why you're plugging them. It's <laughs> a bit odd. Ah, well, I'm not plugging them. I'm saying don't listen to them because we're not on it anymore. Aye, listen. To, I mean, if they've downloaded the podcast, you know they are listening to us. But anyway, Chris and Manny, um, back in rot- um, into the rotation. Rotation. The Callum McGregor of the podcast. At I am in agreement, but it's private. So if he if he lets you follow, if he follows you back, it's quite it's private. Um, and I don't tweet, so you're really missing nothing. Yeah. In fact. Oh. I, Louis tweets more than me. And he hardly ever tweets. Kieran had on the freight train. It's good, it's been good. And I'm looking forward to Saturday and let's hope it's a a successful day. Hail, hail, the Celts are here. I'm Chris Gallagher at the Galatron. We are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road. I get to know myself every weekend and I'm weak.
Hang of us feel good when I know it's the last one. Then I feel so good that I have another one. Last Friday I took acid and mushrooms. I did not transcend. I felt like a walking piece of shit. Stupid looking jacket. And I walked around town, felt like I was in Sodom. There were filthy people seeking comfort for their bodies. It was so obscene.
better with friends are better. Friends are better with drugs are better.